Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen. Thanks so much for listening and making this uh, podcast popular and sharing it with your friends. Uh, I'm greatly overwhelmed by the number of people that care about pharmacology and um, really want to learn and and try to pick up some clinical pearls. So uh, you can reach out to me, reallifepharmacology.com. And with that, let's get into the drug we're going to talk about today, which is Zolpidem. So the brand name for Zolpidem is Ambien. And this is a drug that I see on a somewhat regular basis. I think it's less nowadays um, because of, of some of the risks associated with the drug uh, than it was, you know, maybe five, ten uh, plus years ago there. So uh, very, very important to uh, understand uh, some things about this medication. First, let's talk about the mechanism of action because I think that's important. Uh, one of the the drugs or the class of drugs that I associate Zolpidem with is the benzodiazepines, okay? So there's definitely a significant amount of overlap between Zolpidem and benzodiazepines. The difference, the primary difference, so both drugs, uh, class versus uh, Zolpidem, class of benzodiazepines versus Zolpidem, excuse me, um, they enhance the effects of GABA. And GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter. Now, there's a couple of different uh, sites, receptor sites, that I need to cover here. So uh, there's the benzodiazepine 1 receptor site and benzodiazepine 2 receptor site. And the primary difference between Zolpidem and the benzodiazepines is the activity on those sites. So agonist activity on benzodiazepine site 1 will ultimately lead to the sedative, sleeping, hypnotic type adverse effects, which benzodiazepines and zolpidem carry. Now, zolpidem is a little bit more selective for that site. Uh, Benzodiazepine 2 site, that's more of associated with anxiety uh, as well as anti-seizure type activity. So that's why you don't see Zolpidem used in the management treatment of anxiety or in the management of seizures compared to benzodiazepines. So very, very important, I think, to, to note that difference and you know why you wouldn't see Zolpidem used in an acute seizure situation. Well, there's not IV formulation, and I mean, there's other reasons for that, but um, that's an important distinction uh, between these drugs. However, because they're both active at the benzodiazepine site 1, they have agonist activity there, uh, they definitely are going to have similar overlapping side effect profiles. And often with many drugs, the higher you increase that dose, uh, we sometimes lose that selectivity as well. So you could have, obviously, a, a blend and blur of uh, some of the adverse effects that are associated with both Zolpidem and Z-drugs, 
compared to the benzodiazepines like lorazepam and diazepam, for example. So that's a little bit of a of a deeper dive into the, the mechanism of action there. Uh, it's important to remember with these drugs, there is risk for addiction dependence. There are controlled substance. So I think that's very important to remember. And these drugs really were studied and the best evidence has been shown to be the short-term relief of insomnia. Okay, These drugs aren't typically meant to be used long-term. However, I have definitely seen uh, patients that are on these medications on a more long-term basis. So, um, yeah, but we, we really want to try to um, have an exit strategy or have a limitation or an expectation with that patient because we really don't want patients to be on these long-term uh, if they don't have to be. So uh, very important to think about that if you're starting or initiating these drugs that we don't want this uh, to be an ongoing thing forever if we can at all help that. Uh, dosing, so immediate release, 5 milligrams, immediate release, 10 milligrams. Those are the two most common dosage forms you're going to see in clinical practice. There is an extended release version, uh, 6.25 and 12.5 milligrams. Uh, keep in mind, dose-dependent adverse effects are... Uh, concerning with these drugs. So as you get to, uh, you know, the 10 milligram dose for immediate release and the 12 and a half milligram dose for extended release, you're more and more likely to run into uh, excessive sedation, confusion, maybe increased risk for falls, things of that nature as we increase that dose. So those are really the primary adverse effects. These drugs are, are going to um, be sedating. So obviously that's going to help uh, manage insomnia. However, with that, we can certainly uh, go over the line, so to speak, and cause too much sedation. Uh, in addition, uh, confusion, you know, loss of mental clarity, uh, fall risk, especially in our uh, elderly geriatric patients. That's something I encounter, of course. Uh, those are issues as well, and and we need to really weigh that carefully. Um, with the potential benefit we're going to get from the medication. there Uniquely, there is a warning with these drugs as well, like, like Zolpidem. So unusual sleep behaviors have been reported. Uh, sleep walking, uh, sleep eating, even uh, situations, cases of sleep driving have been reported. Now, obviously, that's a huge risk to our patient and potentially others as well. So uh, if... Patients are encountering those issues. Uh, this the drug just has to be stopped. Uh, that that's the the recommendation there. So um, definitely inquire about that. Inquire uh, family members, spouses. Uh, if you notice things that are unusual with this medication, um, definitely got to address that and, and likely stop the medication there. Another important education point is recognizing that those. Um, adverse effects like confusion and sedation, loss of, of mental clarity, those can linger into the next day. So if you do book work from home or something like that, that that's probably not quite as concerning. Uh, however, if you've got a very uh, serious job where people's lives are on the line, uh, maybe you run machinery, maybe you're driving to work the next day, you've got to recognize 
that that drug could have some uh, lingering effects. And this is actually more predominant in females based upon the pharmacokinetics. Uh, Given a a similar dose, uh, we've actually seen in studies that females will actually have a higher uh, concentration of the drug given a similar dose compared to males. So very, very important to remember that. Females, we, we maybe want to be a little extra cautious. Obviously, another patient population is the geriatric patient population. Uh, They may not metabolize the drug as quickly, uh, probably more likely to be on other sedating agents, which I'll I'll cover drug interactions there as well, Uh, but very, very uh, important to to consider that. Uh, Withdrawal symptoms, things like increased anxiety, things like that can result uh, on account of stopping that drug abruptly. And obviously, this is going to be in most situations where that patient's been on that drug for, you know, weeks, months, years even. Um, Those withdrawal symptoms are going to be more and more likely. So as a geriatric pharmacist, that's really my specialty, the area I work in the most, uh, you've got to recognize um, that we're likely going to have to taper off this medication if a patient's on, you know, moderate to high doses, and they've been on it for quite a while. So some things that that I think about with the taper, um, how long have they been on it, uh, what dose are they starting at, and also have they tried to come off that medication in the past. Uh, I see this oftentimes with clinicians that I've worked with where they say, hey, you know, we've tried off this in the past, Uh, they're going to need it forever. Well, how was that that taper done? Did you try to go from, you know, 10 milligrams to nothing in two days and that's what you, you did? Or, you know, did you go, you know, try to reduce to maybe 7.5 milligrams, you know, then maybe 5 milligrams? Did you do it over, try to do it over a couple of months? Because oftentimes I've seen uh, clinicians get into this situation where we've tried to taper the drug too aggressively. And then what happens? Well, the patient fails the taper and we never try again and they're stuck on that medication forever. So very important to to look at that, try to get context of that. And as long as the patient's not experiencing overt adverse effects, um, definitely I would encourage a slow taper to try to prevent, eliminate, uh, minimize some of those uh, withdrawal symptoms that could potentially happen with the drug. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor, Meded101.com. If you're in the market for board certification study material like Naplex, pharmacotherapy, uh, board certified geriatric pharmacist, ambulatory care, MTM, definitely go check out Meded101.com slash store. Uh, we've got a growing list of resources, uh, packages with over a thousand uh, question banks, in some cases, hours and hours of lectures. Um, with different disease states. So lots of good information there uh, to help you uh, pass your specific exam. So go check that out. Uh, If you're a healthcare professional, nurse practitioner, PA, uh, we've got lots of uh, clinical resources, uh, books on Amazon. Uh, Go check out those resources. Really good information for anybody that manages uh, drug therapy, works with drug therapy, uh, can really help you uh, decipher you know what's clinically important and, and what's not clinically important. My latest uh, book that I've uh, recently created uh, was a book on, on drug interactions. So you'll definitely find that 
on uh, meted101.com slash store under the list of Amazon books. So with that, let's get into drug interactions and specifically talking about Zolpidem. So the first one I think of is medications that are going to cause or exacerbate sedation. Okay, so this is really an additive effect type situation. And you've got to remember that there are some over-the-counters that can do this. So I think of uh, anticholinergics, like diphenhydramine, for example. Uh, I think of over-the-counter sleep medications like melatonin. Patients often try these medications before they even come into a clinic, come into a pharmacy, uh, and ask about insomnia because they want to do it on their own. It's simple, it's easy, it's cheap uh, to buy a sleep aid over the counter. And they may not recognize that, hey, you know, this, you know, now I've got this prescription for Zolpidem. This sedative effect can really add on top of what this other medication, over the counter medication that I'm currently taking. So, really inquiring uh, with patients about, okay, you know, you're coming in, your insomnia, I know you've tried something, what have you tried over the counter? So getting to the bottom of that's really, really important. So we don't end up with this drug interaction, this over sedation, uh, maybe increased risk of confusion and falls uh, that, that can really add up. So um, think about some of those over the counters, obviously prescription drugs, uh, opioids, uh, gabapentinoids like gabapentin, uh, trazodone, all sorts of drugs can be sedating. So very, very important to recognize those additive effects. And if you feel like you need to start Zolpidem still, um, definitely go slow in patients who are taking some of these uh, other agents that could have additive effects. CYP3A4 inhibitors uh, can potentially alter concentrations of Zolpidem. So they would raise concentrations of zolpidem. So classically, your your strongest inhibitors of, of CYP3A4, some of your azole antifungals, uh, clarithromycin, uh, some of your HIV medications like lopinavir, ritonavir, those are all drugs that can inhibit CYP3A4 and ultimately reduce the breakdown of zolpidem and ultimately increase concentrations. Uh, other medications that may uh, play a role uh, CYP1A2 inhibitors, so Cipro, Ciprofloxacin's got some CYP1A2 uh, activity there that could potentially uh, have some minor alterations in concentrations. Uh, fluvoxamine and, and SSRI that isn't used terribly often. Uh, numerous drug interactions with that one uh, that could also raise concentrations there. So I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. As always, with drug interactions, I, I highlight some important ones or things that I've seen in clinical practice. Uh, there is a whole laundry list if you go look these up online. So just wanted to highlight a few important ones there. Uh, go sign up, subscribe, reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, that'll get you emails to when a new podcast is available. And also, we'll get you a free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. Great little resource for studying uh, pharmacology, studying for board exams. Uh, definitely go check that out. Absolutely get it for free, simply for following the blog there. 
medhead101.com. I blog there twice a week, so if you want to go follow over there, you can do that as well. Uh, Definitely go check that out. I'm going to have an interesting case on uh, Risperdal and Cymbalta drug interaction uh, coming up over the next few weeks. So um, by subscribing over there, you can stay tuned to that, catch some of those stories and case studies. Also support our sponsor, medhead101.com slash store. Uh, Leave us a rating review on iTunes, and uh, I'm going to sign off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.